Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This is the Wednesday, July 8th edition of the Dark Illumination Report Podcast Extra. And on today's episode, I'm going to be giving you some practical advice to improve your daily practice. This is a Dark Illumination Report Extra with RJ Womack. Hey everybody, this is Brother Nero, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Dark Illumination Report Podcast, the podcast where we promote the religious worship of Satan and demons as a serious faith and way of life. Today I'm going to be giving you some advice on how to improve your daily practice and things you can do. But before I get into that, I'm going to make a few announcements. The first thing is I want to let you know is that I'm making a a small adjustment to the schedule. Today was supposed to be a show about um, Dr. Michael Aquino and whether he was an atheist or not. But I've decided that a show about practical methods of practice was probably more appropriate. And the second thing I wanted to let you know is I'm going to be putting up alerts on my website for moon phases so that those of you who practice lunar work will have a little alert that will let you know when the new moon is and when the full moon is. And you'll be able to find that on the website and it'll say moon phase alert or full moon alert or new moon alert or something like that. But I just wanted to add that as a community service for people to help people who might be doing lunar work. And I also wanted to say one last thing. I wanted to ask you if you would please go and review our web, our uh, podcast on any place where you listen to this podcast. It's not on uh, YouTube. And if you do listen to the podcast on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel and help us increase our footprint and get our message out there and let people know what you think about the podcast, especially if you appreciate what we do here. I have to keep reminding people to do that because I don't promote this podcast very much and I don't ask for a lot of help from the community to promote the podcast, but I need to because We really need to get a practical show about real Satanism and real religious worship of Satan diabolism out there because there are very few sources of accurate information. And if we can increase our footprint and get our audience to increase by quite a bit, then we can actually make a difference. And hopefully there'll be some interest in the new tradition I'm developing. Which, speaking of the new tradition, I want to point out that If you're seriously considering being a part of the ministry or considering being involved with the tradition, it's a given that you should be doing daily practice. And the reason I decided to do this episode today was because I noticed in the comments people were acting as if that I don't really talk about daily practice. And that's because I assume that the people that listen to this show aren't idiots. They aren't the type of people that need to be spoon-fed and to be told that they need to do daily prayer in order to connect with Satan. It's kind of obvious. And I also assume that, that you know, if you've been listening to this podcast enough, you already know what I think about daily practice. But just in case anybody's unclear, I believe that if you're going to be a serious uh, diabolist, you have to practice. And first of all, you should be praying at least once a day, if not twice. 
Um, you should be doing regular meditation and you should be doing a weekly mass. And if you're not doing those things, then you're probably not that serious about your religious practice as far as I'm concerned. And you're certainly not serious enough for the tradition that I advocate for. Because my tradition is all about practicing the um, diabolism, not theorizing about diabolism. It's not an intellectual exercise. You know, a lot of these occult traditions that are out now, it's all about showing how much you know by how many books you've read and how many quotes you can uh, take out of a book or whatever, or showing people how you can quote verbatim certain texts and things like that. And that's not what this tradition is about. We're going to be doing academic research and we're going to be um, using historical references to back up our our information so that people know that we're putting out accurate information. But the whole point of this tradition is to be devotional and to be directly related to practice. So it's very important that you actually engage in the actual process of building a relationship with Satan. So as I said, the first thing you should do is do a daily prayer and do a daily prayer at least twice a day. I suggest that you do one in the morning one in the evening. Some people don't like the idea of doing rituals to Lucifer during the daytime because they have some old-fashioned beliefs about Satanism. If you're one of those people, then uh, feel free to change it to fit your schedule, uh, fit whatever's comfortable for you. But if you're not, if you don't have a problem with it, then do it as I suggest. Once in the morning when you get up, once in the evening, once in the morning for Lucifer and in the evening for Satan. Then you should be doing a basic breathing exercise and you should be working on concentrating on your breath. Now, the most basic way to do that and the most common way to do that in occultism is to breathe in through your nose for a count of four or whatever's comfortable for you, then hold it for a count of four or whatever's comfortable for you, and then breathe out through your mouth and do this for about 20 cycles and do this until you can concentrate on it without being distracted, which is a lot more difficult than you think. Then the other advice I would give you is to get a book called, um, what's it called? The Headspace Guide to Mindfulness and Meditation. And get that book, and it's a very practical book about meditation. It takes all the mysticism out of it and gives you very practical advice. And it's very helpful for your daily practices. Um, I forget what the author's name is at the moment, and I don't really want to go back and stop the recording to look at my notes. But um, just go look for that book, and it's very practical, very helpful, very down to earth, and it makes meditation very practical. And as you start to develop a daily practice, you're going to find that you're going to need to develop your concentration. And that's what mindfulness meditation is all about. It's not really that mystical. It's all about developing your mind so that you can concentrate on any thought for longer than a few seconds. And in our um, social media culture, it's very important to develop this concentration because our attention span is getting shorter and shorter because of all the technology, because we're obsessed with Facebook notifications and cell phone notifications and stuff like that. So that type of meditation is very critical right now. And the last thing I want to talk about is a little bit about what you can do to help yourself as far as your meditation goes. You can also use mola beads, which I've talked about before. And the way you use mola beads is you put them on your middle finger 
and you rotate the beads as you're going through your mantras or you're going through the thing you're meditating on one at a time. And you basically draw them forward with your thumb and you go through them until you get to what's called the guru bead or the bead at the end of the bracelet or the necklace, which kind of sticks out. And then you flip it around. You don't cross the guru bead. You flip it around and then you start over again. Uh, counting using your thumb and laying the mullah beads over your middle finger. And after you complete your mantra on each bead, you take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. That's how you use mullah beads. And you could do that with, you can meditate on sacred text, a verse at a time. You can meditate on a specific mantra. You can say Satan's name. You could say a combination of Satan's names. You can say, um, a series of demon names, and you can do that for as many cycles as you want. But before you focus on doing a deep meditation, I would really suggest that you start by doing daily prayer every single day. I think that's the most important thing. Start with that. Do a prayer to Satan and a prayer to Lucifer. And for those of you who don't know, I consider Satan and Lucifer the same entity. I consider them two different aspects of the same God. I consider Satan manifold deity, which means he has many faces and many guises. It's the same entity. I don't think they're separate. I don't think there's any evidence to show that they're separate other than a few um, grimoires, which were written by Christians. So it doesn't really matter to me what they think. And even most of them don't agree. So uh, I'm not really worried about what other people think that believe he's the uh, two different entities. I don't believe that. And I don't see any evidence of that. And as a person who's been practicing for years, I have no evidence of that whatsoever, despite all of the rituals I've done, and, you know, and all the things that I've experienced, I have no evidence of that whatsoever to back that up. So I stick with what I say until I'm proven otherwise. Oh, by the way, I almost forgot. When you do your um, mass, if you do your mass, remember that in ancient cultures like Mesopotamia and even in Viking culture and even in Rome and Greece, when you wanted to commune with the gods, when you wanted to have some of their essence with you and their blessing with you, you took part in a meal with them, which means when you offer them alcohol or food, you take part in that alcohol. You drink the alcohol with them. You give them their portion first, and then you drink from the cup with them. If you give them food offerings, you give them their portion first, and then you partake of the food. That's very, very important. That is traditional. It is ancient, and that is a very important thing to remember. One of the things I want to point out before I close this off, now that I remembered this, is that when, when people did something wrong and they felt like they needed to make it up to the gods, they would make offerings to the gods and not partake of them. You always want to give them the best quality meat or the best, best quality vegetables you can find. And if you do something wrong, you make an offering without partaking of it. If you're trying to commune with them as part of a mass or some kind of ritual, you partake of the meat, the vegetables, whatever food offering you're offering, and the alcohol. That's the way it works. And that's where the idea of the Mass and the Eucharist come from. Again, as I've always said on this show, Christianity stole ancient practices and ancient beliefs and then reclaimed them for themselves. And 
what people don't realize or what most people don't realize in Satanism, a lot of younger Satanists, a lot of people that stick to the, you know, to the black metal crowd is they don't realize that all the things that they kind of blaspheme against aren't really Christian in origin in the first place. They're pagan, they're pre-Christian, and the Christians just stole the things like the mass ideas or baptism or fasting, and they reclaim them for themselves. So the very things they're blaspheming against actually have their origins in religions that predate Christianity, but most of them are not educated enough to know that. So anyway, hope that helps. Take care, everybody. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Dark Illumination Report podcast. For the latest news headlines, show information, and more, go to rjwomack.com. That's rjwomack.com. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.